0: Welcome to Aloud. I'm your host, Keneal Joyce. Do you have this problem? You are a single leader working in a larger team or organization or in a community. You are doing your best to lead consciously, to have a growth mindset, and yet all around you there are people who are undermining your ability to make progress. If any of this relates to you, I really feel you. Uh, Many of us have been in organizations that have felt toxic. And I wanna just name that's a real thing. We affect each other, we impact each other. And while there are many tools that we can use to really bring ourselves into the, the space, into the mindset that we want to have. The effective culture is quite real, it's quite contagious, and it tends to attract, you know, like attracts like. So it brings in more of the characteristics that are the ones that you are wanting to get rid of. So this issue of I'm the only one and the rest of my team or my organization doesn't get it, what do I do about it, is one that many of you have emailed me asking about. It's one of the most common questions. Today's show... Features the incredible creator of the Conscious Leadership Group, author of the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. She was a guest on the show talking about uh, how she actually lives this conscious leadership model in her own personal life, her sex life, her family life. I really encourage you to check that out. Today, we are welcoming Diana Chapman. And, Diana, I really hope that you can lead us the way. What do we do when it's just us and we're trying to swim against the tide and change our whole entire culture?
1: <laughs> well, you start with yourself first. So, before you get your attention over on anybody else, you're going to start taking a look at am I myself being reactive? Am I myself in a state of threat or am I in a state of trust? That that's the first thing you're going to do. So, we call that locating yourself. Mm-hmm. And can you locate in this moment, as whatever is going on around me is happening, where am I? Am I reactive or am I responsive? Am I in a state of threat or am I in a state of trust? Am I close and defensive or am I open and curious? that that's the first thing all conscious leaders are asking themselves is that, where am I?
0: Where am I? Well, I'd love to role play this with you a little bit. Okay. I've, I've, I've done some of this work, as you know, with my clients and I've I've heard some responses a few times in a row. So I want to see kind of how you'd handle this. Here we go. So when I hear you say, I need to do my own work first and I need to locate myself. It's not me. It's them. I'm above the line. They're below the line. Hmm. Great. How do you know you're above the line? Well, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm pretty pumped about the year ahead. I, you know, no problems. Did my meditation today and you know, I'm feeling good. I just want to focus on the results.
1: Great. Right. And is there any part of you making this other person wrong for being below
0: the line? And here's where on the inside of their head, they're thinking, uh, I didn't make them wrong. They are wrong. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Any part of you <laughs> judging
0: them for
1: being wherever they are, for doing whatever they're doing? Is there any part of you judging that or blaming that?
0: Well, I you know, I have, I have my opinion. I, yeah, I, I judge it. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be focusing on our results and I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of drama swirling around me and they really need to kind of pull themselves up above the line
1: yeah i hear you really results really matter to you but i also hear you really wanting to be right that that's the way and that these people should be on board with what you're on board with and that's how you want to be right can you see that
0: <sighs> i don't want to but i can Right. Yes, you're right. I'm trying to be right.
1: Uh huh. Perfect. And that makes total sense. So, what that tells me is you're a little below the line. And you're below the line because you're scared. So, one of the next questions you ask yourself is can you accept yourself for being scared? You know, I hear how much success and getting to the goals matter to you. And I imagine it feels like a threat if you don't get there. And so, these people who you perceive as not in support of getting to that goal, look threatening to you. And so you're scared. So can we just, for a moment, accept the scared part of you?
0: Hmm. Hmm. I don't think I'm scared, they might say. They might hem and haw and tell me that there's something else. They might go up into their head and describe their thoughts about something or go into the future or the past. Um, They might have a hard time accessing that emotional layer, or they can, and then they own that they are scared. Yes, I can accept myself as being scared.
1: Yeah, and if they do say, I'm not scared, I'll say, great, and I'll see if I can get them to come back on that drama triangle, which you know so well, and then they can see it. I've never had anybody not be able to see it once they really get to move around and observe themselves on those
0: bases. Wonderful. Yes. Yes. So thank you. That was really, really fun to play that out with you. I'm wondering though, where do we go from here? So after I have learned to locate myself as a leader, and let's say that I'm I'm even, you know, doing my work around this, I'm I'm in a book club, I am working with a coach, and I've been on my journey for a couple of years and I feel like I'm I'm now pretty solid and I've gotten myself above land. I'm patiently waiting. For my ability to change my organization. And I and I want to do so from above the line. I have a vision for what this could be. And it really matters to me, right? I'm I really care about our mission and I really care about these humans. And I see so much potential here. Mm -hmm. So I want to be of service and I want to participate and I'm ready to play. Where do we go now?
1: Okay. So I say, great. I hear you have an idea of where you'd like to take the company. Before we do that. I need you to understand how you created the scene the way it is first. So
0: What? What? (laughs) Pause. Hold on. I created this? No, I don't even want it to be this way.
1: Right. I get that. I believe you that your mind doesn't want it to be this way. But what I'm more interested in is the results. And the results show that some part of you has been unconsciously committed to creating it just the way it is. And I use the word unconsciously because it's not like you woke up this morning and said, yes, another day to have poor communication in my company. Um, You didn't say that consciously, but unconsciously you're organizing yourself in some way to create the result. So just imagine you have been asked as a professor to teach a course on whatever the problem is you're dealing with. And you're going to teach the course to teach us how to create the exact same problem. And tell us what would we need to do, not do, say, not say, feel, not feel, etc. So we too can have the same challenge in our organization as you.
0: And here I would often hear, wait, you mean, how do you not have the challenge? What do I want it to be to do differently?
1: No, 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 I want (laughs) you to teach me how did you create it just the way it is. What I tell people is. You can take a look at how you have created it, and I've never seen anybody not get that if they just look for a minute. They always can start to see how they've been organizing themselves to create the result.
0: Great. So now I'm I'm beginning to see as I as I unpack that question of you know teach the class uh, how did I create this? I might I might notice some things such as I was unwilling to have accountability conversations with my managers and my frontline staff. And so I hired a heavy to play my COO. And the heavy is the one many people are pointing to that's creating a lot of sense of threat, judgment, entitlement on his behalf, a lot of othering. And and But I see, I actually sought that out on purpose.
1: Yes. And then maybe you haven't been listening to the feedback. You haven't been taking action steps. You haven't been supporting that leader who is the heavy with asking them to listen. And that's how you create the result.
0: Right. And then they own it.
1: And then they own it.
0: Diana, I've witnessed you doing this with over a dozen CEOs, founders, venture capitalists, and you have certainly done this with myself and i know that on the other end of it what comes out is i suddenly can take responsibility and in so doing i recognize all of the areas in my life that i actually have some creative control over where i can step into that role of being a creator of my own reality and we but we all know that changing culture takes a very long time and i i believe you have some you do some holistic work with organizations that begins with the individual, but then becomes, now you're working with the culture. And I think our listeners would really love to understand for themselves, like, even if the path is somewhat long, what would that look like? What are the steps?
1: Yeah. So I always say, and you've heard me say this before, all drama happens because we're not co-committed and we don't have clear agreements. So if we're going to change a culture, that's the first thing we have to do. What are we going to commit to? Are we going to? We're going to commit to reveal versus conceal. We're going to commit to no gossip, and we'll talk directly to each other. We're going to commit to keeping really clean agreements with one another and doing what we said we're going to do, or we'll agree to go and communicate a need to make a change to that agreement. So we get co-committed, and then we talk about how will we give feedback? What's the agreement there? What's the agreement when we do want to change some agreement that we have with one another? What's the agreement for how we're going to support each other's emotions? And when we have all that in place, the culture can can shift. And my experience is quite rapidly if everybody hmm. really co-committed and has clear agreements.
0: So the clarity of the agreement, I think, acts almost like a light bulb or a candle where suddenly what is uh, inbounds and... Conscious behavior versus what is reactive or non conscious behavior, or, or perhaps uh, below the line. And this is essential in being able to have any intentional effect on a culture. I have found. Yeah. Diana, your team at CLG, the Conscious Leadership Group, has done an incredible job with an organization that many of us may have never heard of, but we almost all of us have one of their products in our home. And this little candle burning behind me very well could be from Eileen Candles.
1: Yes. Eileen Candles is a manufacturer of all kinds of candles for lots of different brands. So it's very likely most of us have one of their candles in our home. And I met Rod Harl, who was the CEO, um, many years ago through his YPO uh, forum, and I had been hired to come in and facilitate them. And he realized that his culture was in trouble and that the things I was teaching his forum would likely be really of service to his company. And so we went in to um, an organization that was really struggling uh, culturally. They had a general manager who was not working for the teams. And there was a lot of angst between those people who were um, on the manufacturing floor and the managers. And so we came in there and taught these tools and got them co-committed with clear agreements, and they radically shifted their culture. They practiced regularly, and I really give a lot of credit both to Rod and to Heidi, uh, who runs their HR department. The two of them together were diligent about making sure that everybody practiced, because it's one thing to understand these concepts intellectually. It's another thing to have the courage to reveal to one another, to make room for emotions, to learn how to listen really well, to end blame, and really take responsibility. Those are all things that they did. And the, it's a very different place now a uh, couple of years later.
0: Wow. I'm guessing what you just described, uh, many listeners cannot even imagine what their company would look like if it was operating this way.
1: Yeah. I, that's my experience. I hear lots of people say, boy, could that be amazing, but I don't know how we could do it. And what we've learned is it really requires the leader of the organization who has the most decision rights to first step in and commit themselves and to start to learn how to live this way both at work and at home, and then really stand for the value of others learning to live this way at work. And when there when there's a conviction for that, there can be um, swift change.
0: Is there a better or worse time in the life cycle of a company to initiate work like that?
1: I think it really helps when you start it from the beginning. And the reason for that is then you start to attract, you start to state, this is the kind of culture we are. These are the agreements that we have and how we learn to relate to one another. As we consider hiring you and you consider joining us, is that something you want to? So you attract people for whom they all want to play that same game you know, it's kind of like we're playing basketball. Do you want to play basketball? And if somebody's like, "Well, actually, I'm more into softball," it's like, "Okay, this probably wouldn't be the place for you." Versus if you wait later, you've got a lot of people who came into a culture who all want to play different games, and it's a little harder to oh, uh, herd everybody into the new game because we've got lots of variances, and so it's a little slower sometimes to, you know, get all of us on the same track. Slower, but possible. But possible for sure. It's possible. Uh, just it, it, but practice, practice, practice. we say you want to change your body. you got to go to the gym or whatever version of gym you have. And it's the same thing. You want to change your consciousness, your reactivity. you've got to go to the gym every day with your practices. Mm.
0: On the last episode where you were our guest, you were talking about how you practice conscious leadership commitments in your own life and in your own family. i'm I'm wondering what is it like for the leaders who are, Living these commitments at work and uh, are they bringing it home? And what changes have you seen there?
1: It's fun, actually. We hear so many people, whether it's the leader of the organization or others, who say, We are changing here, but actually, my home life is really where I'm noticing the difference. Um, And we hear stories of my parenting is improving. My relationship with my spouse or parent is improving. I feel more less stressed out. I'm sleeping better at night because of some of the dynamics that are changing. And so we find often it can be
0: easier to practice at home
1: um, in the beginning. And so we're fine with that. Just say Practice as much as you can at home so that you can get, build those skills to be able to be stronger at work.
0: I, I believe there's a story of you, sit, you uh, sitting in a room and listening to these stories
1: yeah, when we come back to Aileen Candles, throughout my time working with the various teams, we didn't have the CEO in the room, so people felt more comfortable being vulnerable. But at the last session, I said, come with me and come listen in on all these meetings and let's learn together what's changed for people in the six months that we've been practicing. And we got to hear such beautiful stories from people in all levels of the organization. And I remember many times looking across the room to the CEO with a beautiful tear rolling down his fa- his cheek with so much gratitude for what was going on and the the changes that were happening in these people's lives. And mm. um, it's deeply satisfying. And he was saying how grateful he was that he was able to make a difference both at how much they were enjoying their work, but also how much they were enjoying life outside of work.
0: I, I've noticed for myself personally, as I've done this work, I feel like my experience of even being in my own body is really different. Yes. My nervous system is wired differently. And so therefore, the change is more like at the B level for me, it's how I'm being, uh, in addition to what I'm doing. But it, when the change happens at that B level, the doing comes naturally and easily.
1: Yes, that's my experience. And I, it does. It feels a little like you get a little bit of a higher note inside your body. Everything gets a little more inside. And, and that feeling state is that ease, that ability to respond. That then, like you said, it's, it's easier to understand then, what do I want to do from this more relaxed place?
0: Yes. Now I am sure right right now our listeners are saying I want it. I am ready. I want to get started. I, but <laughs> there's often a but. But this might be a big investment of my time, my focus, my team's energy. We've got a lot of big goals to hit. Why is it worth the investment?
1: Well, my experience is that I I prefer not to suffer. Suffer inside of myself, suffer in relationships around me or suffer with a larger broader world and this kind of practice supports me in ending my suffering. And that's worth a lot to me. It supports me in finding more access to joy, possibility, um, and creativity and connection and all those things turn me on. And that's what motivates me to dedicate, to your point, a lot of time and energy. It does take time. It's like, if you want to learn to be a black belt, you're going to be at the dojo a lot. So you know i'm here having this conversation because i went to the dojo a lot and so mm-hmm. and now i'm reaping the rewards of decades of practice
0: and and you know for our listeners if you have not been through anything like diana is describing you may be experiencing some of the symptoms of not attending to this uh, dynamic to to your context to your consciousness in your company, uh, we know that about sixty percent of startups with co-founders fail because of that co-founder relationship, and and the co-founder dynamic in the relationship is as the team expands over the year really does begin to play out throughout the entire organization. So I I totally agree with you, Diana, about starting early, but, but there's a very, very real cost in terms of the time and energy we can sink into drama. And that's bottom line stuff.
1: Yeah. I was just teaching at Stanford the other day and they're calling it drama tax that Uh. companies have a drama tax they have to pay. And what would it be like if you didn't have to pay that drama tax?
0: Whoa, I love that term, drama tax. Yeah, and that happens at home too. That happens at home. It happens uh, on the train and traffic, 405. Absolutely. Uh, Diana, for our listeners who I'm sure are sitting at home really ready to get started with bringing some of this work into their organization and and as well as doing the work on their own. Is there a tool or a resource that you could point our listeners to for them to get started?
1: Yes. I I really like this handout that we have called the willingness questions. And it's a key to seeing. Once I've located myself and I've accepted myself, the next question is, am I willing to shift? And this willingness handout has all the questions that you want to consider to see if you're actually willing to shift. And so we have that... Um, all created there for people to use as a resource. And because once they're willing, then the next steps start to feel a lot easier.
0: Mm, It's all about the willingness. Yes. Willingness is everything. So thank you, Diana, for helping to stoke all of us to be more willing to experience our full aliveness and our full potential and to have the impact that we would like to have in our organizations and our communities. The resources that Diana mentioned are going to be linked to in our show notes at keneal.com slash podcast. And Diana, Uh, They can visit you at conscious.is, where you have tons of great resources, videos, tools, handouts. And you may also buy a copy of her incredible book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And I know hardly a leader who has bought only one, because once you buy your own, you want to share it. Uh, Thank you so much, Diana, for joining me and taking the time to provide our listeners with so much valuable information on conscious leadership and what this could look like in their own culture.
1: Oh, I'm, I just want to tell you, I've been thinking today, uh, as we're doing this podcast, how profoundly grateful I am that you yourself are embodying these principles and that you are sharing it so broadly with others. Uh, um, I was just feeling the relief of uh, <sighs> of having you um, join Um, all of us here and making these tools and ideas available to more people. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you, Diana. That means a lot to me. And it helps a lot that you've open sourced a lot of your materials, which is just another move that I know was very intentional and thoughtful and, uh, very much of service for all who are able to download those materials so please go to conscious.is i'll link to everything in the show notes and you can find the links to all of these things plus transcripts videos of diana and i having our chat a little behind the scenes stuff and uh, tons and tons of tools and resources and quizzes all of that is at keneal.com podcast And, uh, if you have not done so yet, please hit subscribe in your podcast player right now to make sure that you can go back and listen to the last conversation with Diana and who knows, perhaps there'll be another one in the future. Thanks again, Diana. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you for being here, making space for yourself to learn, grow, and expand what is possible for you. See you next week. For more information, check out my website. Camille.com slash podcast. C-A-N-E-E-L. Camille.com slash podcast, where you can find tons of resources, new episodes, show notes, transcripts, videos, all that good stuff to deepen your learning experience. Also follow me on social. Send me your feedback there. Ask me your questions. I'm Camille.is on Instagram and at Camille on Twitter. Allowed. You are allowed to be whole.